welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Fairhaven Health. Fairhaven Health is introducing a new product. I guess it's not new anymore, <laughs> but my notes still say that. <laughs> uh, the medium new product, the Sage Personal Moisture and Lubricant. Sage Personal Moisturizer and Lubricant. Or Sage Personal... Oh, God. <laughs> Personal moisture and lubricant. Hi, happy new year. <laughs> we'll pretend like we've been off for a couple of weeks and that's why I'm doing this. Yeah. All right. Anyway, this week's episode is also sponsored by Simple Wishes. Simple Wishes offers hands-free pumping and nursing bras featuring a patented dual function nursing clasp. And uh, you will, will hear more about our sponsors in a little while, but you can head to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com and check out our sponsor page. If you need anything, check there and see if you can give any of them your business because they make this podcast possible. And now Diane has our review of the week and she could take the pressure off me. <laughs> and I can work around this a little bit. And it comes from our <laughs> Gmail account, which is badassbreastfeedingpodcast at gmail.com. And thank you so much for sending this in to that. You can also put your reviews on iTunes, which helps us a lot. And people have been doing that a lot lately. I've been trying to like bounce between the iTunes reviews and the email reviews, but we've been getting a lot on iTunes. So I'm going to have to go with that like in the new year because you guys yeah, are awesome. Cool. Thank you so much. That's awesome. And this comes from Stephanie. I don't usually do reviews, but I needed to review you guys. A little backstory. My baby was down 9% at 24 hours and still didn't continue to gain. My pediatrician recommended supplementing with my milk. I had started pumping very early, which was good, but also bad advice because I fell down a pumping rabbit hole. Kind of made me feel like him nursing wasn't working. He wasn't transferring well, etc. From weeks two to 12, I would only breastfeed twice a day and pumped the rest. I could see what I was making and from that, from what he was getting and it was comforting. It was much more tangible. I was returning to work in five days and decided to try exclusively breastfeeding because I wanted to build my supply up. I had said I would give myself 24 hours and monitor his diapers, behavior, and everything. I'm now three days in and wish I had tried this sooner. My milk supply is great. I've never stashed so much. I'm not stressed out about needing to be home to pump and mentally just got so much better. I've been listening to a podcast every day and you ladies completely changed my mindset and made me realize how messed up society is. Always, I just want to say thank you. You motivated me to put the baby to my damn boob, trust my body, and let him do his thing. And congratulations. You did amazing. That's, what it's all that's about a, right there. Yep. It's a really hard thing to turn around. It is. And you did amazing. So congratulations to you. And thank you so much for letting us know your story. It really means a lot. And today we are going to talk about overfeeding. Yeah. Cue the doom music. Man, that's happening a lot. Oh my God. As soon as you said cue the doom do music, my kids are watching this. Like YouTube and it played some doom music. <laughs> Did it Swear really? God, at the exact same time, it was like, oh. like those, like that scary sound from yeah. you know, YouTubers that make these videos. Oh man. Yeah. I know I should have had it closer. It would have been funny. It's what we need right now because <laughs> I, and so let me, all right. I already want to complain because I'm going to probably rant a lot this episode. So if you are, hate that, if anybody hates that, I'm just warning you in advance that <laughs> this is one of like seriously one of my biggest pet peeves. It is seriously one of my biggest ones and doing a little bit of Googling, which if you listen to our last, uh, the last episode of the last year, which was combo feeding, we were talking about 
why you should not Google stuff. And this is exactly why. So like I, I promptly went to Google and started I promptly went to things. Google because and sometimes I do it intentionally to be like, all right, let yeah. me see what kind of bullshit is out there. And like one of the things that I'm reading was like, oh, it's very rare to overfeed a baby. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, it's not. It's extremely common. No, 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 no. It is it so is common. common. I see it every day. Every day. And it is just like, and one of the pediatricians that I work with, she's so funny. She'll be like, all right, when you talk to this mom, it's a totally an overfeeding thing. Like she, like they know, like totally knows. They'll even set now, it, it gets to the point where they have me just talk to the, to the bottle feeding moms too. Not even just yeah. the breastfeeding mom, the bottle feeding moms too, because it happens all the time. It happens with the, with the breastfeeding babies, but it happens more with the bottle feeding babies. So you can bre- overfeed a baby from the breast? Well, we see it with breastfeeding babies when they're supplementing them or right. if they don't know the baby's cues. So they're like, oh, well, I think the baby is not getting enough to eat. So then they start pumping and then they start giving more mm. or they'll start supplementing with some formula because they think the baby... And then before you know it, the baby's overfed. Or you see it... like. I see this a lot like when babies first discharge from the hospital because they're told you're not making enough milk or you don't have enough milk and you have to give the baby more and blah, blah, blah. And then those babies are being overfed. I see that. Um, I do occasionally see a baby where, if the, especially if a mom has an oversupply of milk, just like naturally has this oversupply of milk mm-hmm. and babies are just like feeding and feeding and they're just like, getting too much milk. Like they're just getting too much, you know, and sometimes that could be a mom just constantly putting the baby on because she's afraid the baby isn't eating enough or the baby just has that, you know, just really has that comfort nursing. Some babies are comfort nurses. Some are not comfort nursers. And if it's like a really, like a really comfort nursing baby, like sometimes they will get too much, which will lead them to not feel good, which will lead them to want to nurse more because they want to be comforted. So it like becomes this cycle. But the majority of the time, it's from supplements. It's usually from bottles because yeah. we don't understand how to bottle feed. Right. And we don't understand that sucking is a reflex for the baby. You know, they don't, you put the bottle in their mouth, they have no choice but to suck and swallow. Yes. The what first do you want three them to months, do? They're babies. And that's what I, I have the same, I'm going to like record myself, I think, and just like push a button because... <laughs> It's recording right now. That's true. But like (laughs) when I go into rooms or when I sit and talk to moms, like I visualize myself like from 1980s with a little those handheld carrier recorders and you could just like Uh walk it around. Oh, yeah. You know, I should just bring it everywhere with me because I really feel like this is a conversation I have with almost every single family because they always say, well, the baby took the the baby took the bottle. So they must have been hungry or the baby, you know, was hungry. So they took. Right. Because the first three months of the baby's life, their suck is an involuntary reflex. And if you put the bottle in their mouth, they will absolutely take it. It has zero correlation to whether or not they're hungry. It is completely a reflex. So that is a very important thing. And one of the things that I read in this stupid article that pissed me off. Not only did they say oh, it's you know hard, it's a very hard to overfeed a baby, or it's very rare to overfeed a baby. The other thing they said was, you know, bottle feeding is so easy for them. That is not the truth either. Bottle feeding is not easier for babies. And we talked about that. I think we did an episode on that, didn't we? About why it's not easier for babies to bottle feed. It's not. 
it is hard for them to bottle feed. I don't know. I'll have to look. I don't remember what we've done anymore. No, there's a lot of episodes, but yeah, it's not easier. And it's just, they, they're people are thinking, so this is like the cycle because you put the bottle in the baby's mouth. We definitely talk about this with paste. Feeding. Yes. Yes. You put the bottle in the baby's mouth. They suck. Oh my God. They were still hungry. I'm not making enough milk. See? And they bought the baby will just continue to swallow because they have no choice. And then it's like, oh my God, my baby ate like, you know, eight ounces of milk. And then the baby is like sick because they're overfed. And by the way, if you were pumping, you're like, oh my God, I can't keep up with my baby because they're drinking so, so, so much milk. And, you know, then it's this this vicious cycle. The other thing I really don't understand is when people think that their baby is born and they're the hungriest baby on the planet. They have, like, they have room for like ounces and ounces of milk. Yeah. You know, like, and people have said, oh, but no, I couldn't keep up. He was so hungry. He was just such a hungry baby. What Are they born? Like, I, I, I'm sure there are babies that are born with like this, you know, metabolism where they're, you know, burning more, whatever. But overall, I mean, their stomach does not hold that much volume. No, it doesn't hold that much volume. And they just sucked you dry for nine months. So they're pretty like, they're pretty set right when they're born. There's no reason why they need like, oh my God, I'm so, so hungry in there. I was like barely anything in there. I'm so hungry. And that is another thing that, you know, that parents think that their baby is born and they're starving. Babies also don't know what hunger feels like, right? Like all these sensations, that's a sensation. Hunger is a sensation that they have to figure out. Just like everything else is very brand new to them. So they're not born and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm starving. Like that, the cluster feeding that those babies do in the, you know, the second day of life and all this, people are like, they're starving. They're not starving. I promise you. Yeah. Your baby is not starving. They're cluster feeding because they're like, where the hell am I? And they just want to be connected to you. Like that is really what it's about. It is not that they are so hungry that they cannot function. They are just want to be on you all the time. That is a normal newborn thing. And we mistake that for they're starving. I need to give them more. What we end up doing is stretching their stomach. That's what we end up doing as a society. And everybody's like, feed these babies, get them fed. And then even I see it all like people tell me all the time because I will ask them, see, like, I'm so aggravated by this topic that like my brain is working faster than my mouth is. So now I'm like, ah, I got to talk about all these things. But Get a pen is, and note, jot them down. I know. I did that too. And I'm not, not even looking at it because I'm like, and then, and then, and then, like all this stuff. But really, like when people call me regarding issues of, you know, babies spitting up, babies being fussy, um, you know, all this different stuff that has to do with overfeeding. And we'll talk about some of those things that you can watch for. But a lot of times I will ask like, well, what's your baby's weight gain? Because that will tell me. Like that will that will tell me a lot. And that's one of the first things I look at when I have patients come into the pediatric office. That's one of the first things I look at is the weight gain. Because if your baby is gaining like way more than the typical half an ounce to an ounce a day that we expect, we know that baby is overfeeding. Like it, they, yeah. That's that's your evidence right there. And often 
not from our office necessarily, but from other, you know, pediatric offices that I see, people say, oh, your baby's doing great. They're gaining great. And they just kind of like disregard it. Yeah. Well, because you see babies gaining a lot of weight. People are like, oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Oh, they gained even more than they were supposed to. Oh, that's great. What's going to happen when they're two? They're going to put them on a freaking diet. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. Oh, they're they're overweight. They're overweight. Now they're overweight. Yeah. Now they're overweight. Well, maybe we should have thought about it because overfeeding, and this has been researched and evidence-based science, that when those babies are overfed as infants, they're more likely to be overweight going into their life. Right. Which is why we have an obesity problem in our country. But that's a different topic. So what is really, really important is to be watching for the cues. And it's not, and I know that there are some cultures like, I definitely had a family very, very recently that it was their culture that the baby be overfed. And this was a little baby Mm. and they were like, well, how many pounds should he gain a week? Like, that's literally what they said. How many pounds a week should he gain? Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, like, like seven ounces, (laughs) like half a pound a week. Like, that's what he should be getting. They were like, no, we want, we need him to eat more. Like they really. Oh my God. And that is very over frightening to me, I feel like, because it's like we don't want you babies that are overfeeding, you are gonna definitely see problems. You're you're just going to. You know, you're gonna see problems with those babies. You're gonna see a lot more spitting up. And babies spit up anyway, right? We see the majority of babies spit up. It doesn't always mean that it's an overfeeding problem, but if they're spitting up a lot, like all the time, frequently. Every feeding, after every bottle, um, that is going to tell me, okay, they're overfeeding. Especially if you're like breastfeeding and then you give them something else afterwards because you think they're still hungry. Sometimes I'll be like, are they spitting up? Oh, yeah, usually after the bottle. It's too much. They don't need it. Don't give it to them anymore. Like It's just, it's too much. Babies cannot hold the volume that we think they can. Like, I don't know if it's like... Is it just a visual thing that we think, okay, an ounce is not enough for me to quench my thirst? How could it possibly be enough for my baby? Like, I, I don't know. Is that what we think? I don't know. Yeah, because it doesn't seem like very much, but people don't seem to take into consideration that the baby is like 50 times smaller than they are. Right. I don't... Like, we really... I think we really feel like, oh, that can't be enough. Is that enough? That can't be enough. Yeah. I mean, it's so much of the panic too. It's just like they're not getting enough. That's just what we automatically think. Yeah. I'm not making enough. The baby's not getting enough. That's what is going to be the problem. And then sometimes that's what leads to overfeeding. And then other times it's just, I think a lot of the times it's people just don't understand how to bottle feed. Yeah. A lot of it definitely is a bottle feeding for sure. Yeah. You don't lay a baby on their back and then put the bottle in their mouth and wait until they're done sucking. Yeah. They're just going to overfeed that way. You sit them up. Go to the Pace Bottle Feeding episode and you sit them up. Support them and hold the bottle horizontal. Yeah, and the let pace. them make and make them work for it. To suck the bottle out and not just have it, you know, pouring down their throat. And I'll link the Pace Bottle Feeding episode if anybody hasn't listened to that one yet, because it is a really good episode, especially if you are planning. And this is like a great time frame for that, because I know this is coming out right now in the beginning of the year. It's our first episode of 2022. And a lot of parents do go back to work. They kind of use, you know, the new year as a, okay, I'm going to go back to work after the new year kind of thing. So um, if you have not looked into that Pace Bottle Feeding 
I'm going to link that. Yeah. And I did a paste bottle feeding demo on my page. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, That might be on our show notes, right? Oh, it wasn't recent. It was pretty new. It was pretty new. And it was like, I didn't, it was, it's just like a few minutes. It's really, it's better. Um, I'll find it and we can link that too. And you can just watch it. It's just a few minutes and it shows you exactly how to paste bottle feed to avoid overfeeding, to exactly avoid this thing. And you show it to all of your, even people, because I did it with Fairhaven Health and the lady from Fairhaven Health was like, I'm giving this to my parents. They're going to be taking care of my baby and I'm going to, they're going to watch this and you give it to your caregivers. And the other thing, which maybe we could have to talk about after we take a break, but is daycares. Yes, because that's on my list. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause yeah. that's because we get that's where you see the overfeeding either at like caretakers, whether it be grandparents or daycares or whatever, you see that overfeeding. And the early days where you think your baby's starving to death, like those are the biggest times we see that overfeeding. So yes, we're gonna definitely hit on that. So let's do that after we talk about our sponsors. All right, we'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Fairhaven Health. Fairhaven Health is excited to introduce a sort of new product, (laughs) Sage Personal Moisturizer and Lubricant. This is the newest product in their vaginal care and comfort collection. Products designed to support vaginal health through every life stage. Sage is designed to replenish your natural lubrication and provide temporary relief from vaginal dryness. While vaginal dryness is most common in older women, there are a handful of other factors that lead to vaginal dryness. Breastfeeding, antidepressants, some fertility and cancer medications, stress, and even exercise. As with all their vaginal care products, Sage is made without estrogen, parabens, glycerol, or coating oils. Check out Sage and all the other vaginal care products at fairhavenhealth.com. That's F-A-I-R-H-A-V-E-N health. And use code BADASS for 15% off of your purchase. And today's episode is also brought to you by Simple Wishes. Simple Wishes offers hands-free pumping and nursing bras featuring a patented dual-function nursing clasp to easily switch between nursing and pumping and buttery soft light-as-air fabrics for 24-7 comfort. Simply undo the lower clasp and slide your pump flange into the hidden pump support liner for a hands-free pumping experience. Undo the upper clasp for easy access for breastfeeding. Simple Wishes bras are smooth with no lumps that show under your shirt. The bras are designed to fit every shape of breast so that you don't need to feel uncomfortable while you are trying to pump or enjoy a nursing session with your baby. No one wants to waste their money on cheap products that don't last. Simple Wishes has you covered for your entire journey. You can check out every style of bra at simplewishes.com. Use code BADASS30 for 30% off of your purchase. And today's sponsors and their promo codes can be found in our show notes under um, this episode on badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. Our show notes will also include further information about things we talk about in this episode and at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. You will also find our breastfeeding resources, all of our other episodes, and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. And now, back to daycares. (laughs) And the overfeeding. That could happen. That is one of the biggest places I see overfeeding. Absolutely. And they don't listen to you at all. No. They're like, they just think that you have to do everything they say. Which is not the case. And it is really, I don't, I don't know what it's like in other parts of the United States when it comes to daycare or other parts of the world when it comes to daycares. I know what happens in my little neck of the woods. 
And I know that right now, well, probably the last, I don't know, couple of years at least, finding a daycare is super hard, which I never thought would actually be a thing. I never had to go through that process. You know, I had family and stuff, which was so wonderful and, and made things a lot easier. But I do have a lot of clients that use your typical daycares and there's wait lists. Like they have to get on these wait lists the minute they pee on the stick and find out that the baby, you know, that they're pregnant and they're getting on wait. And I'm like, that is super stressful. It's so stressful. And then you finally get to the point where you have your baby, you go back to work, you've been on this wait list. There's so many other, you know, there's not a lot of availability for other daycares and you're struggling with them because they're they're not feeding your baby the way you want them to. And they're overfeeding your baby, which is typically what we see. And you don't want to say anything because it's like, okay, I don't have anybody else to watch my baby. And it becomes this really hard battle. And then you're trying to keep up pumping the milk. And they say things like, well, this is our policy and you have to do this for your baby to come here. I had somebody who just recently messaged me and was like, my daycare said that as soon as my baby hits six months, that I need to increase their breast milk by six ounces and introduce (laughs) solids. That was the policy of the daycare. And she's like, do I really need to do that? And I'm like, why? Why does the daycare get to make up their own policy on the health of your baby? And why does the daycare think that the baby just just one day overnight is going to start drinking six more ounces of breast milk? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. And I I did have somebody tell me one time that their daycare, the policy of their daycare was they had to leave formula or had to sign something to approve them to use formula. This is an exclusively breastfeeding baby just in case of an emergency. So that would give them free reign to formula feed this baby as they saw fit for an emergency. And I was like, no, no, why? I I don't understand that at all. That's not okay. But a lot of times what we see is you send your baby to, I don't, it doesn't even, it can be a daycare. It can be your, you know, a grandparent. It can be a family member, whoever it is. And your baby is fussy because it's your baby. And now you're leaving them all day long with a stranger. And they're fussy or they're not settled or maybe they're not napping or maybe they're crying a little bit more or maybe they're overstimulated by all the activity going on in the daycare around them. They're missing you. They don't know what the hell's going on. Now they're in a different place. And the first thing they're going to say to you is, I think they're still hungry. You're going to need to leave more milk. No. (laughs) Your baby didn't all of a sudden get super hungry the minute you went back to work. Right. That is not what's going on here. We do not need to overfeed them. And then you run into that. If you give them the bottle, they take it. So, well, yeah, they need more. Or this, then they start, I've heard this too, the comparison. Well, the baby over here is the same age as your baby and they're getting eight ounces per bottle. (sighs) I don't care. I had one mom, um, client of mine that um, I still, I mean, her baby is like, over it just turned two in September. And she did go back, you know, she went back to work um only for a couple months and then COVID hit and then the whole daycare thing. And she had so much trouble with the daycare and um finally just quit her job because she's like, I can't do this anymore. But 
her, she had one of those babies that was just a fussier baby anyway. And she was like, a, she just did never fed. She never took large volumes of milk. She just wasn't one of those babies. She would take two. She'd be fine with two ounces every two hours. And that was it. The daycare actually at one point would fight with the mom. And mom's like, no, no, you cannot give her more than that. This is what she eats. She gets two ounces every two hours and that is it. And she would have to fight with them about the paste feeding and fight with them about the volume. And at one point they were even like, what does her pediatrician think? (sighs) She was like, my pediatrician is fine with this. What is wrong with you? Like, are you kidding me? You You will have to argue like you would not believe sometimes with caretakers. And it just... I mean, I know I went through it a little bit with my mom too when she oh, had yeah. my kids. I sp- yeah, the dare care, but the family can be just as bad because they oh, yeah. then they have free reign to just tell you what to do, right? And they, think and they just yeah, and they think, well, you know, I can just give them this bottle. Babies like to suck. It is very soothing. It is very comforting. So sometimes people say, well, when I took the baby the bottle out of the baby's mouth, they just cried. So I just gave them more. Babies cry for many reasons. It's not always food related. Yeah. So you don't don't feel like you constantly have to be feeding your baby because they're fussy. Sometimes they're fussy because they're feeding too much. Just like when we overeat, it doesn't feel good. Babies are it's the same way with babies. If they get over full, you are going to see more spitting up. Sometimes people will f- feed and feed and feed their baby and they don't f- they don't spit up when you're the lucky one. But maybe they poop a ton. I have that too. Well, do they poop a lot? Oh yeah, every single diaper constantly they're pooping. And then they got a horrible diaper yeah. rash. And it's like, well, it's because that's the excess, right? Like they're not, their body doesn't need that. So that's how they're getting rid of it. It's it's the excess. So they might be taking it in and not spitting it up, but maybe they're pooping a lot or maybe they're fussier or maybe they have reflux. We see that a lot too. A lot of times these babies are on reflux meds and it's like, okay, well, what's their weight gain like? And you look at their weight gain, they're gaining, you know, three ounces a day. It's like, well, that's why. That's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of weight gain and it's too much on that. It's like too much food. And then they're going to, they end up with a lot of reflux. And then people go, oh, they're fussy. They must need to eat more. Oh, <laughs> they don't need to eat more. <laughs> we need to like back off of the feeding. You know, it doesn't, it's not always about the food. They just, they, sometimes they need other stimulation. They don't need to just keep eating all the time. They, oh, they love to eat. They want to eat. They just want to eat. They're just, you know, miserable unless you're feeding them. Why, why, <laughs> I, I don't, why did we have these kids to just like feed? I don't understand. They don't do anything else. All they do is they come out and they just want to eat all the time. They don't have anything else. Yeah. Something else well, to do I think it's them? the whole thing. Like we don't, you know, we go to, we go to school and we go through like, I don't know what feels like 50 years of math, but like, there's not a single class on like, what do babies act like? And I feel like if, I think that schools think that if they teach people about this stuff, that then all the teenagers are going to go and make babies. Oh God. You know, like if we teach how do you have safe safe sex and they're all going to go out and have sex, you know, like, but no, people need to be taught about like, what, like what, teach people about like their bodies teach them about babies how babies act teach them about child development like we don't teach any of this 
And no. so we have this baby. We have no idea. We think it's a little human that just wants to like watch Lifetime and eat bonbons all day. Mm-hmm. Because that's what I want to do. <laughs> the other problem that happens, and I think this, maybe not only just caretakers, I think, you know, parents probably could fall into this, into this little black hole as well, is finishing the bottle because we don't want to waste it. And that kind of just goes along with our whole culture of we don't want to waste food. Finish with your meal. And you don't want to waste milk. You don't want to waste yeah. formula. It's expensive. You see that a lot with like babies that are bottle fed. It's expensive. So, and it was yeah. easier to make a five ounce bottle or a six ounce bottle than it is to make, you know, four and a half ounces. So just they have to finish it because it's wasteful and you have to throw it away if they don't. Of course, with breast milk, you do not have to throw it away. And a lot of people think you do, but you do not. But formula, you absolutely have to throw it away if they don't finish it. And people don't want to waste that. So they just make their baby finish it. And yeah, it's right. <laughs> clean your plate. Exactly. Clean your plate. But that is definitely a thing. You know, that is especially, you know, like I said, with caretakers, I do see it with, with family members as well. Well, we got to finish the bottle kind of thing. But caretakers are, are really big on that, like not wasting it and making sure those bottles are finished. And it's just, you know, being able to talk to your caretakers about ways the, the paste feeding is huge, making sure that they are paste feeding, which can be a battle, but it's important. Um, but also talking about ways to calm and soothe your baby and without feeding. Because that is a really, that's really important. They don't always have to be fed. I think people feel like, well, the baby didn't go right to sleep after they ate, so they must still be hungry. So like what? We want them in a coma? Feed them and sleep? Feed them and right. sleep? Like that? that's not okay either. They don't have to sleep every time they eat. They can be awake a little bit. <laughs> you know, um, and knowing, you know, the newborn stage of knowing their baby's cues, that is really... I, I do a lot of education with parents about this because like you said, we just don't talk about this. This is nothing that we learn anywhere. And then these babies are born and people are like, oh, they're just starving. We just got to keep feeding them. I had, I had talked to this one mom. She was a bottle feeding mom. This was out of our, our pediatric practice. And this was one of the ones that one of the doctors was like, we please talk to this mom because the baby's overfeeding. And she was strictly bottle feeding. And um, we were kind of talking about, you know, cues and things like that. And she, she was funny because she was like, I really feel like he's overeating. And like that was in all the notes. You know, whenever she came to the doctor's office, she would say, I feel like he's overeating. When I talked to her on the phone, she was like, I really feel like he's overeating. Like, okay, what's happening? Well, he's doing this and this. And people keep saying, oh, he must be hungry. He must be hungry. She goes, so I keep feeding him because everybody's telling me just keep feeding him because it seems like he's hungry. She goes, I feel like he's overeating. And I go, I feel like you know that he's overeating then. Like if you feel like he's overeating, you're his yeah. mom, you know. And she was like, and he was gaining, like I did the math on his weight gain because I had all that info. He was gaining almost 70 grams a day, which is, you know, almost three ounces a day. Oh my God. Yeah. So Ugh. it is a lot. It was, a, and I, and I told her, I said, okay, we expect babies to gain half an ounce to an ounce a day, which is about 30 grams. I said, your baby's at about 67. And she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, and I'm like, it just, it's too much. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. 
you know, we have to think about time frames too. And I was like, okay, how often is your baby eating? Okay, every like three hours, every two to three hours, every three hours. Okay, how much is he getting? Four or five ounces every three hours. Like that's a lot. Yeah. Of food. And I see that a lot of times when, you know, when, when parents will contact me about returning to work and they're sending milk to daycares and the daycare says, this is not enough. And I'm like, how much are they giving to your baby? Sometimes they're giving them like six ounces in yeah. two hours. And I'm like, well, that's yeah. too much. Right. Because we also think like, cause we have to give the same, we, they think that putting breast milk in the formula in the bottle is the same as formula in the bottle. When it's, it's not a different amount. Your baby's not going to drink more than four ounces of breast milk ever, right? Usually like two to three ounces. Yeah, maybe four, but not, it shouldn't be more than four. And those people that say, oh, but he's six months old. Why isn't he taking eight ounces? No, they don't need that. Your baby's milk changes or your, yeah, your milk, your baby's milk will change to accommodate their needs. So they don't need more volume. It's more concentrated. With formula, they need more volume. With which formula, is, they need more volume. And so the daycare is just like, well, then the breast milk needs to increase too. Because we don't understand breastfeeding right. and breast milk. Right. We do not understand it. We don't understand babies. And that's, I mean, we're, I'm not like, oh, you just don't understand. It's more of like... <laughs> We just don't get it. Like no, we, we just, not, we're not taught is what I we're mean. Not, like, we're yeah. not taught. As a society, we don't understand because we don't have the information. We and don't I, have this information. We don't. And I tell people all the time, your baby, like, and I think people think that their baby is born and we should automatically know. And it's like, this is a whole different language. It's yeah. like somebody dropping you into a foreign country and being like, good luck to you. <laughs> because it's the baby's cues and the baby's languages are it is totally new and it takes time to figure out like what is it that your baby is trying to tell you you don't know that on day one some of it maybe some of it is definitely instinctual but then you've got you know the outside influences saying oh you're wrong you're wrong and then that throws you off too Yeah, I'm sorry you broke up there a little. Oh, I did. Yeah, because I got so violently passionate about <laughs> the my microphone topic. Was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I think they heard you. I just couldn't quite. Oh, it was okay. a little yeah. garbly, but it was. I think it was not. They heard you. But I was going to say this is something that is that is broken down. That has been broken down from the separation of like the village and the extended family. You know, we used to live with our extended families as humans and we don't anymore. And we're not around babies. Like we've always, as humans, have been around babies. You know, mm -hmm. babies are born, we're around, we help, we're on the, maybe we're on the periphery or we're directly involved, but we've been around all generations and, and now we're not. We put old people in homes. We put moms with babies, you know, in the house. Every family has their own little house. And so we don't get it. Right. We don't understand even like what a baby is like. I mean, I remember when I had a baby it was the first time I'd really ever been around a baby. And my sister was like, you know, I'm like, you want to hold him? And she was just like, she like took this, took him and she was just like, <laughs> he started crying. She was just like holding it like, you know, five inches away from her. She was so uncomfortable. Like we do not we just aren't around. We're completely separated. It's all broken down. It has mm -hmm. all broken down. We've completely broken down the family unit. 
And it's done a disservice to us. It is. Yeah, it's not okay. So it's not you, it's society, which is the moral of all of my stories. <laughs> that's, become, that's pretty much become my moral as well. Yeah. I get very frustrated with it. But well, yeah, thank so you for listening. Thank you so much for listening. We're going to link a bunch of cool stuff into, because like I said, this is my, like, I'm totally, this is my my biggest thing is overfeeding. I see it so much. So we're going to link a bunch of stuff in the show notes and make sure you check it out. Yeah. And I cannot find the pace bottle feeding video that is just a few minutes long. I can only find the really long video I did with a giveaway. So I will find the, you go to the badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com, go to the show notes, and I will tell you the minute to, to fast forward to, <laughs> to, to actually see the demo of the, of the pace bottle feeding. Perfect. Cool. Happy New Year. See ya. Bye. Bye.